Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. We're good. Unless you do the high yaw. High yaw's got to be done. <laughs> it's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. I'm Mike Z, and welcome to the Whatnot Podcast. I'm joined with me, as with always, as Chris, and today we have a special guest. His name is J.P. Brown. Hello. So, JP, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Well, I am JP Brown with Foxall Woodworks. I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I'm actually a network engineer in real life. And then I'm also a professional graphics artist and a professional video editor and a professional SketchUp artist. So, it's and a Fox professional Wall, right? skydiver in his hobby. <clears throat> Um, I would probably break the parachute. <laughs> they make heavy duty ones. That's true. Yeah, I mean they had the Dumbo drop, so I guess they had to have big ones. Well, I wasn't thinking that size, but you know, just that's larger scale. than backpack needed. Four scale, four scale, four scale. <laughs> Good gracious, almighty! Sorry, I'm running around at the last minute to get my water bottle. No, uh, no Dr. Pepper for me tonight. Chris, what are you drinking? You got some cheer wine over there? Uh, Sundrop, actually. Hey. I needed a little energy, a little pick-me-up. Very cool. What about you, yeah. JP? I am uh, surfing on some uh, Diet Mountain Dew. There you go. He's doing the Dew. Yep, yep. Chris gets wound up. <laughs> Sundrop. Sundrop. Yeah. He, starts, he starts pulling the Harold Herald and Kumari Extreme. Nice. <laughs> Oh, we got some comments. Ah, good evening, John. Thank you for joining us, which we do know now it is not Michelle, it is John. And of course, Mr. Kyle Eli. Thank you for joining us. All right. So tonight is, uh, well, we kind of dubbed it 14.2 because we had more to talk about with manufacturer. I'm just trying to think as I speak here. Basically, talking to manufacturers, how to talk to brands and things along those lines, how to get yourself into the door with some companies, and then maybe, you know, how to present yourself and what you can offer without overdoing what you can, you know, or overstating what you can accomplish. How's that? There you go. Perfect. So, and then JP, him and I have worked together on, on, on the day job for myself with Clingspore woodworking shop so um he kind of knows he's got his own side of it he's done a lot with other companies as well so he's a great resource when it comes to this if you haven't seen his videos he's got a lot of great review videos tool review videos and you just released the pocket hole shootout right no no uh the mask of pocket or pocket hole jig i am currently filming the showdown right now oh sorry to let the cat out of the bag on that one my bad no nah, it's okay it's all it's all over it's all over, it's all over social media anyway so everybody knows it's oh, coming gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually filming two videos at one time. Um, I'm doing a Mitosol build, or Mitosol station build, and I'm using all three pocket hole jigs in the whole video throughout the, the, the process. Now, are, are you doing it in three separate parts so you can see which one falls apart better? Or Nope. Our, um, the actual <laughs> Mitosol station is going to be <laughs> which one, one falls apart better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I've, well, I've seen the plans. I know that it's it's solid. Like you'll like it because I know you're yeah. looking to build one. You'll like it. I'll I'll even I'll even give you the plans, Chris. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, uh, extortion box. Um, I have. Speaking of companies, um, I have a new T track system that nobody's really seen before. 
Um, and I can't really say anything about it until the video is released, but it's made out of solid aluminum. So it's, uh, and the, the tracks themselves are actually solid steel. So now are um, they linkable? Hmm. Are the, are the tracks linkable? Can you put them together? Uh, no, they're all one, uh, one, one long piece. Okay. So you'll so have to, you'll have to do some, you'll have to do some, um, uh, metal work to put them to length. All right, that narrows down the possibilities of who it can be. That's what I was asking. <laughs> right, yeah. And you but, said uh, they were made of steel? Yeah, the, the tracks are made out of steel, and the stop is made out of solid aluminum. Wow. So, yeah. Then um, uh, Maska is also in, in, the pro in the video, too. They uh, gave me some Viking arms to check out. What's so, the Viking uh, arm? That's the, they're they're kind of like clamps that um, you squeeze together, and they lift things up to level. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm using those to level the cabinets and then installing the drawer fronts because the drawer fronts have a toe kick in front of them. Okay. And then um, I'm going to use it to lift it up and level the, the, the drawer fronts at the bottom of the toe kick. Hmm. So. What, now, how far can they uh, lift? Uh, I believe it is nine inches. Okay. At 330 pounds per unit. Wow. Yeah. Get me off the ground. <laughs> that's why you're able to use the steel teeth. No, I'm sorry. That, Chris, sir? Yeah, we, we, I, think, I think we lagged out a little bit. I said that's why he's able to use the steel T-Track because he's got something that can lift that up and support it. <laughs> yeah, but the T-Track is actually embedded into a torsion box. Ah. So, so it's, um, it's about a 30 second below the top of it. So it's going to be a really cool design. I've gotten most of it finished. I'm working on the drawers next. Now, anything special with the drawers? Dovetails? Uh, uh, no, they're going to be all, all pocket holes. It's, that's one of the part of the showdown videos. I'm going to use the pocket hole jig at the half inch setting for all the drawers. So, because gotcha. in my experience, the half inch plywood is the hardest ones to make pocket holes in because of this, it's kind of finicky with the settings. Um, so I'm going to showcase that, you know, pretty well. Cool. Now are you, so I'm just curious because I've done a lot of, of the half inch, like with the three quarters of the one inch screws, are you going to set all of them up to where they say it's for half inch material and see how well they do right out of the box? Right. And then tweak? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do the, the, the manufacturer's instructions for half inch. Okay. Um, you know, I'm doing the 720, I'm doing the armor pocket hole jig and the mask pocket hole jig. So you got two of them that are auto, and then one of them's manual. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the process of building my own torsion top right now, so Solve those, are, those nice. are fun. A lot of pocket hole screws. <laughs> yeah, my original Meyer saw station was a King's fine woodworking model. I think I counted 927 pocket holes in it. Wow. Yeah. My K4 did not last after that project. <laughs> Something like that, it's worth recycling the screws. <laughs> Sorry about that. We were getting notes that uh, the broadcast was going in and out, so I was just double-checking how everything looked. And But it's good now. Thank you for letting us know, Scott. We appreciate that. Yeah, so quick question on your torsion design. <clears throat> are you doing the saddle joint or the half-lap joint, or are you doing 
long pieces with short little pieces to make the grid in the middle. You're going to do long pieces with a short. Just so uh, <laughs> that also showcases pocket holes. Uh, you know, more well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've done a, um, I guess it's a saddle joint, um, brittle joint. Mm-hmm. With a, I guess, actually, I think it's a half lap kind of short deal. I've done that before and it works very well, but <clears throat> I think I, I kind of like the pocket hole method with a short better. Same. It, yeah, it helps ensure that your uh, your long pieces have no structural integrity loss due to the the dado out dadoed out areas. So right, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot less uh, room for uh, error. Mm-hmm. I always had a question: Do you put anything in the squares for the box area before you put the plywood on? Because you're basically sealing up air, right? Yeah, right. You're, it's basically sealing up a web. Okay. Um, I have seen people do. But they want to put dog holes in a torsion box. They'll put pieces of ply or pieces of like two by four or two by six inside the web. Mm-hmm. So when they drill the holes down, they'll have some more meat when you put in your your your, uh, your lockdowns. Okay, instead of just the plywood itself, gotcha. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. So I'll have some uh, some basic backing under it. Cool. Plus, it also prevents blowout from the underneath, which doesn't really matter because it's inside a box. So. Yeah, the dog holes uh, tend to work a lot better when they have some meat under them. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. That's what, so that's where I was heading was if you ever put, you know, if you drill holes or put it, you know, not just the dog, the uh, bench dogs, but also if you put a clamp inside there or something like that, you know, just having that top really thin like that, what people do. Right. Yeah. And I've made a torsion box out of half inch plywood before, and um, that was actually not bad. It was actually kind of strong, but, you know, three quarters is always the, the strongest. Yeah. And how far along are you on yours, Chris? I know you had a video not too long ago where you were putting it all together. Um, I'm ready to put the top on, but I've I've got a I'm doing I've got to do some things on my little hidden concealed compartment area that will have a special function. I have to work out some details on that. I couldn't draw it up. I had to actually fit everything so that it's right. So I want to do that. I got to do be able to do that before I put the top on. Okay. Very good. Now, are, are you making a? Is it a, a outfeed table? It's it's a workbench, but it's my outfeed table ties into it, so it gives me full support on the out when I'm cutting sheet goods. But it'll mostly be be the workbench side, and I'm going to outfit it with um, the uh, match fit dovetails. Gotcha. I've kind of fallen in love with that system, so I'm gonna utilize it. Yeah, I saw the, the last post I saw you did was, um, you know, you were talking about how you got something special and planned for it, and I didn't see anything else after that, but like I guess I'd been busy at work. Well, I haven't really done anything else on it. Last night, I didn't get much done. I was fixing my truck, and tonight, I was fixing the lock on the door, so yeah, so I'll be probably hitting it pretty hard Saturday. Yeah, I am yeah, full bore Friday afternoon after work. Very good. But uh, speaking of tonight's topic, it was funny. I got uh, had a company reach out to me Friday and uh, say they wanted me to do a review on their products, sent me some links to their stuff, and said uh, they wanted to do one. And then it, once we got done with that one, they wanted to do one or two more after that. And I awesome. hadn't reached out to any of them. It's, it's kind of weird. And so this will reward you, Mike, because they sent me two of the product they want me to test. 
And I reached out to him and said, just out of curiosity, you sent me two. Um, did, was that a mistake or, or what? They said, no, we wanted to make sure that you, if something happened during shipping, because we know how shipping is, if something happened and something broke or snapped the sheath, something, you just said that we've got an extra. So she just give it away. Well, that was nice of them. Yeah, okay. that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, fun stuff. And so, okay, so talking about that, that's actually a good segue into tonight's topic. When they reach out to you, do they do it by email, social media? How did they reach out to you? Well, of course, on all of my social channels, um, I've got contact information. Um, but they had, I guess they had seen the information, the, the video, other previous review videos on my YouTube channel. And so I try to keep all the reviews that I do in one playlist. So if anybody's curious about reviews, they can go check it out. But um, so this makes like the third or fourth company that's reached out because of video content that I've put out that I have not reached out to. And so kind of what I'm gathering from this um, little experiment that was unintentional is if you just do review videos on products that you buy, that you're going to use anyway for your shop, just do a review on it. People will start to notice that and want you to review their stuff. And it doesn't always work out that way. And it doesn't, it's not always a saw stop or, you know, something, you know, big, but you got to start somewhere. So if I can rack up, you know, 10, 12, 15 small tool reviews and kind of get down my method and my little protocols of getting it done. Mm -hmm. And I've got 10, 12, 15 free tools to use on my own so it's kind of kind of a fun little experiment that i wasn't intending to do that's kind of working out in my favor so i'm pretty excited about that that is pretty cool so it is working out to where you started out showing videos of products that you bought that were you know the match fit system is a perfect example because not only did you buy it with the intention of using it but you also built on top of it several jigs several different ways to to incorporate it yeah, and and like the the video I did with the Amana versus Snappy uh, drill bit, the um, with the bearing on it, and I wish I could do a follow up video because I snapped my Snappy the other day when I was using it because it was handy. So anyway, but um, you know, did that video and you know, a few others, but it was all stuff that I bought, but just to do kind of what he's doing with his pocket hole system. So it's. You know, you, you do things and people start noticing and kind of like sort of the way you handle the the review. And if you're fair and you're not just bashing stuff, people people kind of see the honesty behind that. That's no cool. doubt. So what about you, JP? How do um, people normally reach out to you or do you reach out to them? Uh, I've done it both ways. Um, the first one I ever did was somebody actually reached out to me. Um, I've reached out to a lot of, lot of, lot of companies too. And it's just a basic, basically I do it on IG, just an IG message. Hey guys, like your product. I have this channel. What would you say about, you know, if you want to you can send me a jig or send me something, I'll review it for you. And then nine times out of 10, they actually will go for it. And then some of them will just ghost you. <laughs> have you ever been blocked? Not yet. Um, I try to be professional in my um, my post, so um, haven't been blocked yet. It actually kind of sounds like fun, though. Well, you know, it's really interesting for IG, for whatever reason, if you're not 
already a contact of some sort. So like, let's say, you know, as, um, as, as for yourself, if you go to a company and you start liking their posts, IG will recognize that, okay, if they go to message you or you message them or whatever, it doesn't put it in the general, put it in your primary. But if someone okay. does it out of the blue and there's no, no kind of in, engagement with that other page, it'll put it into the requests. I have noticed that. So there's, okay. and I didn't realize there was a request folder, had zero clue that I'm seeing there's all these messages for the clean sport page. And I'm like, oops, I felt bad. And like, I had no, clue <laughs> there were so many people in there. Um, now, is that, request is, denied. Yeah. Is that a, is that on a, wasn't. is that on a business account? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But if you don't have that interaction with that company with a couple of posts beforehand, they may never see the message. And the other nice thing I like about it too, is that it'll show whether or not they've seen it. So you can at least have an idea that yes, we read it or no, we still haven't read it yet. So as a business side of it, it's, it's handy because people will be able to see that for themselves. So if you reach out to a company, you don't hear anything from them, try liking some of the posts, try doing something and it will kind of let them know, Hey, you've got, it'll send the company. What I got was a notification. I'm thinking through Facebook. I said, Hey, on your, on your business page, you've got this message. You haven't checked. Maybe you want to, or it's been a couple of days, whatever. I can't remember what it says. And that's where I found out I had a request folder. Nice. It's also a uh, bugging the crap out of their marketing director works very well too. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> I can help. I was talking about you, but okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've tried that. It didn't work for me. <laughs> well, y'all work together. So y'all, y'all, you know, oh, have he a gets different... blocked. yeah, he gets blocked. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, look, it's a team's message from Chris Block. Yeah. Like I get Actually, I'm horrible about his text messages. I forget about them. <laughs> I will see that they're there and then something will come up and I forget all about it. And I'll see it like two days later. Cause the one where your door lock, where you're, you know, I had no, I had seriously had no idea. You sent me a text about a door lock. So I apologize about That's that. what friends are for, right? That's right. And I'm <laughs> glad it wasn't an emergency. Call me. Don't text yeah. me. There. So, um, for the fun of it all. There is that, um, I haven't really reached out to anyone on, sorry, on personal side. I reached out to Aquacoat because I didn't see a lot of information on how to use this stuff properly. And they went ahead and sent me a tub of the white because I do a lot of the white furniture. So I figured, okay, white would be great. I already have the clear and I showed them a picture of it. I said, I've had your clear for a long time and it goes a long way and it's still in the yellow container with the silver lid. And I think that's what sold it for him is that, yeah, you have used that. You've had this a long time. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I reached out to them, they sent it to me. No problem. There was no terms or conditions on the video. Just, you know, whenever I get a chance or pretty much for me, I always kind of promote it and try to promote it in the way that you should use it, which is in between coats of finish and not on bare wood. Everyone's throwing it on bare wood. It's not how it works the best, but so that one I reached out to just to find out if I could. I'm trying to think and Fuji reached out to Fuji. That was more of just a conversation. Um, but I've never been blocked. I saw, I've heard of people getting blocked by companies. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know <laughs> if they were pestering them or what happened, but they just, the company straight up blocks them. I thought that was pretty crazy. Found out that a lot of the bigger manufacturers just ghost you. That will you respond to. So, you know, they might be go back to, um, actually no one of them did and says that, Hey, we have our, um, you know, our, we already have our ambassadors, so that's, we're only going to work with them. And they're basically big YouTubers that have over 500,000 subscribers. You know, that kind of type. Yeah. You can probably whittle that down to who they were. 
we can we can narrow. So that was one of the things Chris and I were talking about today was trying to get um, a hold of the whatnot community, the whatnotas, and find out from them. We have this idea of either critiquing videos as far as you know other maker videos, and or finding out from them. You know, asking questions like when we watch videos, we're always asking each other. As far as did you see this part that didn't make sense to me? Have you seen someone do that that way before? That kind of thing. Not really trolling them necessarily. We do that on our own plenty. But more <laughs> along the lines of just, you know, when we ask the question to each other, it's like, would that be interesting to other people who are watching and listening to this? So if that does sound like something fun to you, let us know. And if JP, if you'd like to join in. Absolutely. That'd be a blast. Just to, just to see, like, maybe we'll do it on one of the, uh, on the, I'm trying to think, sorry, the miter station. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah, we, we can call it uh, Mystery Woodshop 3000. Oh, that'd be awesome. Can I find three silhouettes? <laughs> I'm going to be crow, though. I'm just going to go right out there and say it. I'll be oh, so okay. what we need to I do, though, is one of crow. his earlier videos before he kind of perfected his methods and his dialogue. So those are the fun ones to go watch. Wait, there's a method? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You, you figured out kind of some of the things not to do, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, that's like uh, uh, going and watching Laney Shaughnessy. I mean, some of his earlier videos... Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he figured out real quick some of the right methods to do. Some of his old stuff is classic. Mm-hmm. Izzy like Swan's the same way. He's got some old videos. It's just like, well, you figured some things out over the years, didn't you? <laughs> I remember I was watching one of Izzy's videos and I'm like, holy crap, he moved. Where's the shop go? <clears throat> oh yeah. That seemed to have happened in a lot of his over the years. <laughs> But one of the things I like about JP is when he's doing the voiceover and he's just, he's talking, you can tell where he's just like, you know, and if you do it that way, that's fine. That's my redneck way of doing it. I always like how you critique your redneck way of doing it. (laughs) That makes me laugh. One of the best comments I've ever had on a video is like, yeah, your backwards hat says redneck, but your precise analytics says very nice, smart guy. I'm like, redneck's going to be smart too. Come on, guys. (laughs) You have that voice. It's funny. How else are they going to fix stuff the way they fix it? Well, do you think your mechanic is just dumb? He's actually really smart. He just sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, he learned how to do it the wrong way right. Yeah. Good evening, Gerald. Thank you for joining us. Come on, Gerald. He just had himself that uh, nice article from the West Virginia newspapers there. I read that. That was nice. That was nice. That was really well done. You I learned more the- about him. Sorry. Yeah, you should see this walnut barrel he gave me. It's absolutely incredible. Well, you have a camera. Where's it at? Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll take over from here. Uh, oh, oh, he actually it. left. <laughs> That'll work. I'll be right I like to see it. Hey, come on. JP out. Yep. So next week we'll have JP Brown on in just this little screen. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. So. Uh, Dead air. Let's yeah, see. so you know it's it's been a it's been a fun week, you know, with everything else going on. But you know, we all got little things kicking. You know, you just finished that big, massive white uh, hutch thing. Mm-hmm. Look good. Yeah, the lady who brought it, um, we had one here that my wife had already purchased, and she was going to do the two combos, and then she found some in Asheville that had a matching buffet, so she brought those and had a. Knocked him out for it. She hasn't picked up this China cabinet though because of the weather with that hurricane and everything flying through. It didn't work out so well, but oh, yeah, yeah, that thing was a beast. 
That is a chunk of walnut burl right there, buddy. One second, you're muted too, by the way. Yeah, I hit the camera and forgot to hit the mic. It's all good. <clears throat> I'm a rookie. So where? what's the story behind this chunk? I believe he cut it down um, in like 1989, I believe, Daryl. Um, that was a good year. Yeah. So would you say it's dry now? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's very dry. It's very dry. And it's about to be cut up into a shadow box. Okay. Now, how are you planning on doing that? Like with the bandsaw? Yeah, bandsaw. I'm part of a uh, Alabama Woodworkers Guild and um, full shop. They have, I think they have like eight bandsaws now. Nice. All Laguna. <laughs> they have a couple of 1412s, a couple of 14BXs, and three 18BXs. I think they have more bandsaws than Laguna does. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, the Woodworkers Guild, you know, the average age of the guild is probably about 75. Somewhere around there. So they have uh, people just donating stuff left and right. Okay. Uh, a lot of guys have um, donated money to get them purchased. It's a, it's a fantastic shop. Hmm. They got two saw stops. They have a bridge 20-inch joiner, Whoa. which is uh, it's, it's basically an aircraft carrier. Well, it, when it slows down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing a feature video with them somehow. I got to figure out how we want to do it, though, because of the COVID stuff. but. Um, you know, we're definitely going to make a project there and put it on the YouTube channel. Now is their club space, do they have like a safety program or some sort of protocol you have to go through first in order to jump in? Absolutely. They have to train you on every single uh, machine in the house before you can touch any of it. Now, can you go, can you train as you go? So like, let's say they learn about the table saw first, are they allowed to use the table saw or do they have to do all the, all the equipment? Yeah, they have to do every single one of them first. They have a whole checklist they have to complete first and then you can get on the machines. I'm just wondering how they did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very safe. Now, you know, they have a couple of guys that work there um, every night. Um, it used to be that the shop was open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and like Tuesday and Wednesday. But uh, now it's just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so they'll have two or three managers there watching everybody. It's kind of like supervisors. Oh, okay. Just make sure everything everyone's using it correctly so someone doesn't have to fix it later? Yeah. Yeah, you should see them yell at people for uh, not turning the blast gate off. <laughs> oh. Donald says, uh, easy how you talk to them old guys. I, mean, I meant uh, uh, mature individuals. We can't call them elders? Sure. <laughs> or how about older guys? There you go. Older guys would work. I think well, what I, I don't even remember because I've grown up with all the old guys. That's how I learned what I know from things. And I'm trying to think, I don't remember. They're just guys, <clears throat> shop guys, guys at the shop, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Now I learned all my woodworking from my uncles and my dad. So, you know, I've been around the, the elders. Yeah, the elders. Every time you say elders, it just reminds you like, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's exactly what comes to my mind. I was just thinking, like, do I call them old timers? No, that would be what the old timers call the old timers. <laughs> he says that'll work, but yeah. we don't know which one. <laughs> elders? <laughs> Older, elders, mature, elders. There we go. All right, there we go. Well, no, I put that in there. I was <laughs> oh, just questioning, yeah. but I'm just wondering if it was maybe just the uh, shop guys. Because, you know, hey. Average age doesn't matter at that point. The wise ones. 
Oh, the ones who don't older. Okay, he goes with older. That'll work. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. So JP, from now on, it's the older guys at the shop. Can I say older gentlemen, or is that just too much? That's a little southern. That's true. It is. Well, I am gentlemen. embedded deep in the south, so. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That probably makes me the older guy on this panel. I'm not sure I like that anymore. Okay, there you go. Gerald has it there. Elders implies respect. Olders reply just old. <laughs> like it. I like it. Too much. Well, welcome to the uh, Whatnot Podcast, where everything is too much. That's right. <laughs> That's how we, what's what we do best, too much. We are way over our quota for today. <laughs> and, and when you add a third, it just multiplies the problems. <laughs> Makes it easier. Uh, let me ask, do you think we've said too much? Ooh. Oh, I had to go there, didn't I? Is it a copyright or something on that? No, maybe. Well, that's okay. Nobody's watching anyway. It will never get turned in. <laughs> no. Maybe I'll set a fire for them. Well, thank you very much, Tom. By the Appreciate way, Tom, you guys are great. So now we can close for the night. I think we're done here. We've done our job. It's only going to go downhill from here, so yeah. we may as well end it while, while we're on top. <laughs> 30 minutes of an hour-long podcast, and we have our highest ratings. That's, right. that's okay. We, we did an hour and a half last week, so we made up for the half hour we're going to lose tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had point one going last week. Yeah, y'all were. Uh, I was out. I was on that, and uh, I did not get anything done in the shop. I was right in the middle of my miter station bill. I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop here and watch this. And I had, you know, hour half later. Well, that's actually that's a good compliment because <laughs> we didn't realize how fast that was going by when we were talking. We really didn't. That went oh. really quick. Yeah, time flies when you have fun, man. <laughs> Well, it's an interesting topic, you know, and we, we've kind of, Mike and I have never really, we've talked about kind of things from his perspective as the marketing guy for work, you know, the number of people that reach out and, you know, I've kind of shared some of my stories of things that have happened to me. And, you know, I personally have reached out to Bessie via social media multiple times. I have yet to see a clamp, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy clamps when they're on sale and doesn't have to be Bessie. I'm, I'm not proud. No. Yeah. Now I've that, got to where I really like those little, uh, those little aluminum ones we sell. Those are nice little clamps. The little Great for glue ups. Little rounded top ones. Uh, they're the aluminum ones from South Dakota. Oh yeah, Dupy Q. Yeah, Dubuque. Dubuque. Yeah. Dubuque. Um, no, those are really nice clamps, and I'm glad that they started bringing more of those in because they were out for a while too. Yeah. I mean, they don't have the, the reach that some of the Bessies do for some of the things, but for basic glue-ups, man, those are amazing clamps. I love them. Lightweight, glue doesn't stick to them, easy to use. Yeah, that is the only downside to it is that they are very shallow in the throat. It'd be nicer if they were a little bit longer. But I can tell you that the only way a lot of people got Bessie one year, and I think it was 2018, was going to WorkbenchCon. Bessie sent literally, I think, everybody who attended clamps. And then they didn't do anything else the rest of that year. That was their that was their big push. So you know, again, every company's got a different way of going about doing it. I need to start going to WorkbenchCon now. <laughs> well, last the last year they had it in nineteen, it was nowhere near like that at all because Woodpecker wasn't there. Thank you, Donald, for that, by the way. And then Scott Houston's right; they are very light clamps, which is nice about them. 
Uh, and no rust if you're in a humid area like JP would be. There's no rust involved in those clamps because of aluminum. I like that. Yeah. Now, if you're comparing them to like the traditional bar clamps or the I-beam style, I'd choose them all day long. Now, you can't quite get the torque like you can on an I-beam, but they beat a bar all day long. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, there's a certain woodworking company that has like blue in their logo. They copied them. And that's one of the things, like theirs is blue, but they're aluminum clamps they get from China. They're not made here in Iowa. Yeah. That's a downside. The, the, so, in, the, the detents aren't as deep and they have a tendency to slip when you put a little torque on them. Those, those other ones, the Dubuque has a really good uh, detent and the quality of the uh, thread on the screw is real good. So yeah, I've, I've, I've used a lot of cheap clamps in my day and those definitely don't fall in that ballpark for me, but for just glue ups, they're great. I still like my homemade wooden ones. I mean, I use them all the time. So. Sounds like the uh, same company that ghosted me on IG. Oh, could be, <laughs> could be. Yeah, we we knew someone who was a very big YouTuber that got a huge care package from him, and it the best way he could describe it was like they just gave him all the the trash or the returns. <laughs> they the clearance good products yeah they like they the clearance did, section yeah like oh here you go if you just mention us a couple of times here's some stuff and he was like what am i going to do with all of this it's all trash but yeah. we but you know that's the price you pay when you're working with manufacturers and distributors is you know you can't really dictate what they give you right you know you can ask and you can say hey you know i'd love to review some of your product products and and, you know, but it comes down to, to if they want to give you returns and stuff like that, that's all you can do is do what you got. Mike yeah. went through a haze there. Yeah, sorry, I was petting the cat. Now, one of the things I'll, I'm tending to lean towards is trying to help out these smaller people, or the, you know, the one-man shops that are trying to get into the production. Like uh, the, this... T-Track system I have, and it's a one-man shop, the machine shop. Hmm. And um, there's also, I'm getting, I'm doing, every, getting Friday, I'm getting these little clips to go on my table saw that, that lines up the trunnions perfectly. And that's a one-man machine shop, too. So I'm just, you know, I like helping out the smaller, people are just getting into it and try to, you know, find their way. Well, I think yeah. those are good, too, because they have a product that might have a niche, and they may not know how to market that niche as well. So getting together with someone like you to get that name out or, you know, you're in the communities a lot too with Facebook. And if someone says something about, Hey, I'm having this trouble, then you're a good resource to go to where you're like, well, then I would suggest using this. Cause you, that's what I liked about you anyways, is that your trust equity is very high with me as far as when you say something and you're going to do it or something you tried and you really like it or something you tried and you didn't like, but at the same time, you don't bash it. Right. That yeah. too. Cause you're just like, you know, I didn't have success with that. That's a great line to say with something that didn't work for you. You never come out and say that's complete and total junk. You'll right. say, you know, I would probably steer this way or I wouldn't invest my money in that or something. You, you have a very nice way of putting it to the community, especially in the, uh, in the King's fine woodworking. Sure. Absolutely. I, well, and one thing too, that I've noticed is, is you don't intentionally make a product fail. I've seen a lot of review videos and, and stuff where they were intentionally trying to bash one product to promote heavily the other. Yeah. And if it's going to fail, let it fail, but don't intentionally make it fail. Because yeah, there are gonna... products that are designed to be used a certain way that if you use them 
slightly different, they're not going to work, you know? And so, uh, yeah. So I appreciate, you know, people yeah. who have that, that honesty and say, mm -hmm. and kind of do a fair, a true fair comparison. Yeah. I, I, I that is my number one goal. I try to not take any sponsorships for review videos, except for my last video, which, you know, I told them straight out of the box, like, I'm not, and I hate this product. I'm going to tell you, I like this product, but I'm probably not going to use it. So, um, and they were really cool with that. And they really appreciated that too. Um, and it's just like, I also had the 720 review. I think it's a great jig. There's some design problems with it, but also reference the video at the first of it. It's like, Hey, if you're a beginning woodworker, any of these jigs are going to work for you. They're going to work. You know, they're going to work for you. They're going to do what you needed them to do. But then I put in my personal preference. Well, and you have to do that because you, you, you have a certain niche type product that you do or a certain method that you like to, to perform in your shop that other people may not. You know, some people love T-Track. Some people like the match fit dovetail style. Some people like, you know, other types of, of track and hold down. So everybody has a preference. It's just a matter of how you do your woodworking and it may or may not fit the way you do your woodworking. But it may Absolutely. work fantastic for other people. So, just to catch up real quick, uh, Donald did say that he likes the Hartford clamp. I have not personally heard of that one, um, so I don't know if you guys have by all means. Uh, but he's had good luck with them, so now I'm interested in knowing what that is. So I will Google the that. Hartford. I thought that was an insurance company. It is too. Oh, okay. And then Joe so, said it's called the manner of function uh, when you use a tool to do what it is designed to do. You So you mean using my hand as a hammer is not correct? My grandfather was right about that? Leave it up to Gerald to bring in the professional way to, pr to, to present something. Yes, and your finger will not light up the light bulb when you stick it into the socket either. Just saying. But it will let you know it's hot. <laughs> and you will learn a lesson. <laughs> One way or another. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to describe. They're basically like a miter clamp. Well, they do have other clamps, but the I've seen the miter Hartford clamp before. It it grips on the outside edges and holds that miter tight. It's got a little ratchet on the side. That's the one that pinches the sides of them. Yeah, but not like a not like the picture frame miter ones do. It's not the little spring, but it's an actual clamp. Yeah, because. Because going from this to this yeah, completely changed the way it was used. So I appreciate that that illustration there, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. I, I, hold on, so let me get that out of the way. So that slight difference is to make the biggest difference. Look right. at that. So that bad looks one. like something out of a torture chamber. I don't know about that, but I I understand that now. That's an old design, but that's cool. You know when you go into a doctor's offices and they like to uh, collect old. Um, doctor's utensils and mm -hmm. um, gadgets, and they look all like you know from the 1900s, and they look like torture devices. Yeah, yeah, that reminds me of that. <clears throat> you know, it's something not... you'd use to reattach a leg to to the <laughs> calf or something. You know, the elbow splint from 1901. Yeah, that's uh, when the early medication was a lot of whiskey. <laughs> And based on what we previously learned, that's not an old tool. That's an older tool. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that's an elder tool. That's a, yeah, that's <laughs> lots of wisdom there. Anytime whiskey's involved, there's wisdom, right? 
Yeah, that makes total sense. Now that makes sense or not, that's up to the person. No, that makes sense. Okay, so Donald says that that clamp holds the corner tight. I could see where that would work a lot better than just those little picture frame inches. Hmm. I'll, I'll find those and show them to you. There's your corner spring or spring corner clamps. We used to carry them at work, I think. That's where I'm looking now. With that funky little pair of pliers to go with. Yeah, there they are. So, Hold on a second. Those? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like something you'd use to uh, spread your nostrils apart. Gnarly looking thing. Way to make it weird, Chris. Yep, I was just thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> not a ring... Well, I can't breathe today. Okay, I can breathe just fine now. Thanks a lot for opening my sinuses. Oh, yeah. That was a snoring device from 1905. And that's what they had before they had the uh, the, uh, the Afrin spray. They straight in their nose of the ENT. Oh, Afrin. What do they call that? A deviated septum. That's that's how you undeviate it. Yeah, I had a deviated septum. It was the shape of a K. Yeah. So while you're here, don't forget to leave a comment about an idea you have for a show or you want to know more about topics. Uh, and if you want to know the secret brownie recipe, please share, like, and subscribe. And then also, if you'd like to help us in any way, Patreon, whatnot podcast. Okay, Mike, you're going to have to find a sound effect of a train. So when we go off the rails, you just play the train <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> Let me get my stream back. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, fun stuff. So, yes, and then uh, once again, just while we're here in the middle of the Fox Hall Woodworks, that is JP Brown's YouTube. Yep, that guy right there. Go check it out. Give him a subscribe and ring the little bell for him. Tell him the whatnot podcast sent you. Donald says yep. that there are marks that the clamps show on the corners. That is the mark of a quality clamp was used. Uh, you know what? I give you that one. Because if you're clamping something up, you haven't sanded, you're not fully done yet, so you've still got some machining to do or something. So yeah, absolutely. If you have clamp marks that show, then you've got a quality, quality grip. How's that? That'll work. That'll work well. I've been, it's been freaking me out every time you take a drink. Does, uh, every, there's like something missing every, from that container every time you take a sip. Oh, green screen or something. What is it? Yeah, he's got to be using green screen. He's muted. Or something, because it's like half the part of the can's missing. I don't like. I look through my Clorox bottle to see where that is. You know what it reminds me of? Wasn't it? Didn't you have the green screen on and you had the sun drop? No. Yeah, it's green screen is turned on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah was, I had a. I did that one time with a sun drop, and it looked really funny. Yeah, there was no bottle there. Like it just said sun drop floating out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like. How'd you figure that out, Chris? That's a sweet graphic. <laughs> that one night I had the uh, had my crisscross craft shirt on too that was green and stood up and that kind of showed up funny in the 
the what oh it wasn't it the whatnot behind it yeah so it was all wood grainy right through the uh, crisscross mm -hmm. that was good anyway electronics modern technology totally awesome hey gerald ask about the uh, the next live clingsmore event yep, it is going to be the 18th no let's say the next live one well i was thinking virtual live next year at some point uh, but if you want to, any of the stores in North Carolina, the 2nd, the 9th, the 16th, and the 23rd, each store is going to have a live event at the store. But the full event, that will not be until next year sometime. Yeah, we still need, a, uh, we still need to work on that Alabama franchise. Yeah. Let us, let us get there eventually. <laughs> what, what's in Alabama? Uh, well, we have one woodworking store in the whole state. That's about it. That's a lot of opportunity. I, I've driven through Alabama north to south and east to west and... A lot of trees. A lot of heat. Mm hmm It's not too bad once you get down towards the Gulf. The heat's you know, still bad, but it's at least it's better to look at. It's yeah. breezy, too. You get, some, yeah. uh, you get some sheer winds off the ocean. Yeah, but I've noticed there's parts of every state that's like, eh. <laughs> it's the bad part when you've seen 46 out of 50, and most of that's been in, in the industrial side of the state, parts oh, of yeah. the state, and you're like, ah, yeah. It's never the best side of any state. Yeah. But, hey, as a fat guy, I appreciate all the really good food I've had. There you go. Nothing wrong with some good food. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else here to cover when it comes down to talking to manufacturers. I think we did a pretty good job of covering what most people would encounter. Um, so give us your top tips, JP, for, for reaching out to, yeah. to people if you want to be kind of work with a company <clears throat> or a manufacturer. What's your, your sort of top tried and true methods that have worked for you? Uh, my number one is just be honest with them. Just, hey, do you want to send them, an, um, you know, an IG message, Facebook message and say, hey, guys, like your product. I have this YouTube channel where I do reviews. If you'd be interested, you can send me the product and I'll review it for you. You know, just leave it at that. Don't be, you know, don't go in there and try to, like, beg them and, like, hey, you know, you know any kind of that stuff. Or um, suck up to them real heavily. Right. They hate that, by the way. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you lose yes. the trust equity, equity when you suck up to them. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, it's just, you're just going to show them that this guy just wants free tools. Yes. No. Or sandpaper. A lot <laughs> of sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just to say something on that, it's um, on the manufacturer side, it's almost like overwhelming. Like you're, like you put a free car on Facebook Marketplace. And you're getting everybody you can possibly think of saying, dude, I'll take it first or I'll come get it. Or, you know, Hey, send that to me or whatever. It, think of it that way. Cause that's what it's kind of like some days where you're just, you open it up and it's like, Oh, I don't even want to deal with that right now. Like that's insane amount of messages for free stuff. Wow. So just so you know that like some manufacturers are just overly, they just got, that's all they get all day is, Hey, send me something, send me something. So that happens. Yeah. Of course, next step is be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Just because if you're, especially if you have a YouTube channel, they're going to see that very, very quickly that you're not what you say you are in a conversation. 
Yep. For sure. How do you get sponsors to give money instead of products? That's when you get into lawyers. Yeah. It's even tougher. Mm -hmm. I've never had a sponsorship with money before. And I, I don't think I want that. Just, I'd I'd rather have, you know, product because it's more, you can promote products more to your audience instead of, Hey, this guy paid me this money to, to, you know, Hey, this is the tool they gave me. Look at it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I have to agree with that because whenever, if someone has a project, like if Chris had a project for me to finish, my rule with friends and family want me to finish anything is go buy me the finish. You supply the finish and I'll do the work for you because I can make more money off of that leftover lacquer, that leftover paint than I can if they just handed me 60 bucks for doing something. You know what I mean? Right. Go buy two gallons of, of lacquer and that will do much better for me than you know, anything else. Plus they're only out the exact materials, what they would cost. Sure. Yeah. That's the same thing I do for my friends too. It's like, Hey, you know, <clears throat> somebody wants something built. It's like, can you do this for cheaper? No, but if you can go find the materials cheaper, I'll do it for free. Cause I'm also going to make a video off of it too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you know, when, when it, it, you have a 24 by 24 panel and Mike says, yeah, I need five gallons of lacquer for this. You start to question where that's coming. You wanted that's, like twelve. That's, coat, right? that's not no. what happened. That's not what happened. I'm just messing. Well, that's what we I didn't do want to ruin your name with my lies. I mean, that's what we do in our plans for our woodworking projects. We're not going to say we're not going to count each pocket hole screw that we actually put in this pocket. We're like, go get a box of five hundred screws. Yeah, you're going to need them regardless. Yeah, you'll need them now or in in the future. And see, that's a tough. That's a tough spot that Gerald is in because yep. he is at that. And I think the article nailed it because he's at that threshold of making it big. You know, there's, he either hasn't gotten in front of the exact person to jump on line and say, Hey, we're going to, you know, support this whole next season kind of thing. Because I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who it was that really ruined you know, paid sponsorships for people and woodworking companies. But there was a time around the late nineties where it's, it's before the HGTV really took off. Norm. Norm kind of ended that era, if you will, but Mm -hmm. there was some, Oh, what's his name? Bob Vila. Tommy, Tommy Mack. Oh, Tommy Mack. Tommy Mack was great gentleman. And as he was, but he kind of got, you know, raked over the coals, the name, the whole nine yards. But at the same time, that really put a damper on anyone else wanting to do content like that. That was on a professional video side of things. And that's really where YouTube started to pick up and take off is because people can be like, well, I'll just do it myself. If it gets picked up, it gets picked up. That's great. If not, then I can do these small things with 100 people, you know, as far as companies go, and it'll work out the same way. So it really depends on how you want to approach it. But unfortunately, he's in one of those really tough spots where time is really going to be the best thing from what I can tell. Yeah. I mean, go fund me or, uh, um, Patreon. Patreon's your best bet. Joe. Really? Both good. are good options for you. You can have people that want to personally support you every month, every project, whatever you want, they can personally support you. And then that's going towards you. That has nothing to do with PBS, which is nice. You can just do it all for yourself. And the beauty of that is you can have a hundred people that sponsor you for $2 a month. Versus trying to reach out and find one person that's going to give you five grand. Yeah. And so that allows you to reach a much smaller audience or a much larger audience, but at at smaller increments, which the smaller increments, you know, multiplied could, could pan out a whole lot better. 
and then you know you could do something special for those who who do follow or do do uh, cover with your Patreon because you do enough stuff that you really could have some really cool behind the scenes stuff that mm-hmm. that would be very uh, perfect for that kind of package. And if you hadn't heard of Patreon, it's spelled this way with patreon.com slash <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, Patreon's great because places and platforms like YouTube are starting to recognize Patreons for your page by giving them special banners for in the chat or giving them special privileges that show up in the comments first, things like that, that whenever you have a really strong following of people who are dedicated behind you, like our really the whatnoters that we have are great because they, they come, they show up, they're fully engaged and we love that. So, you know, with something along those lines, you want to give back to the community and Patreon really is a great way of doing that because they're supporting you and what you like to do. But at the same time, you're showing it back and showing the community that, Hey, this, this person's, you know, backing me up. They're the ones that are saying, Hey, you know, this, this is a great thing. So I hope that helps. Yeah. I mean, and you might be at the, that sort of that threshold where you're teetering between two worlds and Patreon may be that perfect link to kind of keep you moving forward instead of becoming stagnant in that in-between land. Yep. And you can look at, there's, there's a, if you, <clears throat> you're to look up a majority of your bigger YouTube names, they all have Patreons and a lot of them will either put all the names at the end. I know Craftsman is probably my favorite. Um, and the way that he approaches it because he does behind the scenes stuff, maybe what he's working on for the next video, he shows just the Patreons that content through Patreon alone. But then at the end of every video, he has all their names up there. So if you're someone who just likes to have your name on the billboard for supporting someone that works out really well and all in how you want to present it too. Yeah. What do you think JP? What do you think about Patreon? Um, I can make you a Patreon list graphic for your videos. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> what do you charge for something like that? Uh, probably about a hundred bucks, something like that. Is that the friends and family discount? Is it as low as you can go? Can you do any better? No, don't you hate that no. question? Don't you? Hate uh, yeah, I do. Uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to get away from that side of the business. I like I like doing the plans; it's cool. But like motion graphics and graphic editing or video editing is it's too much of a trouble to even deal with it. But um, I would like to do Patreon, but since I have a full-time job, it's kind of hard to give everybody else, you know, your tier or provide something for the tiers yep. just because of the time, time restraints. And at the same time, you don't have to provide tiers. Um, that's what Chris and I found out is that we were doing the whole tier thing. We're going through it all. And then it was just like, no one's going to do that. So why don't we just do a dollar? Hey, tell you what, just throw me a dollar. And then there's, no. um, who is it? A A V E, another channel I really like. He just does buy me a beer, five bucks. That's his only yeah. no. Buy me a beer, you know, support me, buy me a beer. And that's like, that's great. Cause it's like, here's five bucks. You're buying me a beer. That's what you're getting out of it. No, <laughs> you know, it's simple. <laughs> and at the same time, if I give him five bucks, I know I'm buying him a beer. Not a big deal. Yeah. I actually thought about changing my donation button on my website to buy me a beer. <laughs> there you go. I think that actually has a lot more pull with some people. It really does. It all depends on your audience. Yeah, it gives a little woodworking, you know, you probably have some beer drinkers, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, that term is kind of more relatable to them. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that, you know, on when you're sponsored by or doing something, 
you're always representing that company for as long as you're tied up to whatever sponsorship you're doing with them. And that's the other mm -hmm. thing that I see a lot of people failing on is that they'll, uh, they'll forget sometimes their, their heads will get a little too big in their numbers and they'll forget sometimes that they are still a person still putting their pants on one leg at a time and they'll make a slip up and then start losing sponsors. And we see it all the time with like, you know, big movie stars or big rock stars or whatever, yeah. but it happens a lot on YouTube. They'll make a mistake somewhere. Someone will catch it and they lose that sponsorship mm. off fast. Stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> That's no joke. I've, I've come to Twitter is an evil, evil, evil animal. It's almost as bad as Reddit. I actually had, I've actually had better, I've actually had better success on Reddit than I have Twitter. You get, you get your communities out there for sure on Reddit to where they're good. I think, what is it? 3.7 million right now in the woodworking community alone. So you're going to have someone see your post. Yeah, they got the DIY's got like 170 million or something like that. Yeah, and that one that one's getting to the point of where it's just ridiculous advertising now. There's not really yes. even a subreddit. Yeah, they don't even have admins anymore. They're all auto admin, auto bots. <laughs> too many posts. You said the word YouTube, man. Yep. No, we said no links. Um, <laughs> so you could just, I mean, there's that's a whole. You got to take literally, I think, either a couple hours every night in order to find the right group for you. Because I think that's the nice thing about Reddit is you got subgroups and mm -hmm. you've got areas you can go to that would better suit you in what you're doing than just diving into the big pool where everyone's just constantly spamming the crap out of it. Right. No there's, I've actually found one that's called Woodworking Videos, and it's just a bunch of woodworkers posting their videos. That's it. You know, and some people. And the, the biggest thing about that kind of stuff like that, you have to have an outstanding thumbnail or they will not click on it. Yes. Cause there's so many. Right. I mean, my video for the lumber rack, I did two video. That was actually the first custom thumbnail I've ever done. The rest of them used to just be pictures with some letter with some words on it or whatever. I've actually did that custom as a SketchUp model. I did it all in Photoshop and that one had a higher click rate than any of my videos combined. Okay, so let's talk about that for just a quick second. So do you ever do the A-B test since you're into graphics? I'm not even sure what that means. All right, so the A-B test is where you take two thumbnails, and let's say for today you run thumbnail A, and then tomorrow you run thumbnail B, and then for two days you run thumbnail A, and then for two more days you run thumbnail B. And what it does is that it'll show you your AB comparison. So did this thumbnail do better than that one for the exact same content? Because it's the same I, video, you're just changing the thumbnail. Right. I have not done that, but I've seen people do that before. That's a really good idea. I need to try that. Try it. Um, I did that with just one video. And it, I mean, there's not a lot of views on it, but there was definitely a bigger response to one versus the other. And then one we did for work, which is the wood burning one, I had one image on there and it wasn't getting a lot of interest. And then I changed the image and it blew up. It blew up. It was, yeah. Yeah. And it was simply just a, a wood burned, um, wolf. It was one quick little part of the video, but when I saw it, I said, let me screenshot that in the editor and make a thumbnail out of it. And that's all I did. And it, it, that, that took off because everyone was making comments like, oh, I love this wolf. That's why I clicked on the video. Right, yeah. And it wasn't clickbait because it was in the video, but at the same time. It was just a, an interesting visual picture. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what started me down the A-B test trail was to find out, okay, what else can I take a simple video and just change the thumbnail? What happens? No. Or old ones. 
<laughs> my nephew is also a professional graphic designer. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you ever heard of SB2 tools. They're, they're, uh, they make tools for basically NASCAR, which is kind of cool. Okay. But uh, like the mechanics for NASCAR. <clears throat> um, and he looked at one of my thumbnails and he's like, I'm about to drive up from Mobile and beat your butt right now. I'm like, um, okay, for one thing, you're 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 twenty six young twenty six years younger than me. I will whip you. Second, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, the spacing in your letters on your YouTube thumbnail is driving me insane. Because I didn't do the uh the was it the VA where it stretches out the, the spacing between the oh. uh, the letters. Yeah, and copy print. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, that is the number one graphics design no no ever. And he's like, Aren't you a professional graphics art artist? I'm like, Yeah, but I did it I I went to school twenty five years ago. <laughs> So everything wasn't you know. digital then. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> so, yeah, I spray painted it on there and took a picture. <laughs> but um, yeah, just little things like that make a big difference, a huge difference. And it's um, it's the unsaid rule, I guess you'd say, as far as just having graphics like that that the eye it's pleasing to the eye. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's especially because you know a lot of people have vision problems or. Um, stuff like that, and they're squinting to see what it actually says, and they can't say it, they'll move on. Yep. They'll skip right over it. So like me, and I'm scrolling through my YouTube, you know, my front page, anything with a Mandalorian face on it, I'm going to click on that video. <laughs> You're I'm, the a huge, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So, But, you know. I hate Star Wars, but I love that Mandalorian. Chris that was a great me. series. You're done with me. Fired. Fired. You say hate. Maybe you're just not a big fan or you just like the franchise. You don't. But I wouldn't say hate. Star Trek. Okay, I'll back up. The original, I can dig that. Because I kind of grew up with that. The new stuff, it just doesn't tie. But the Mandalorian, I would choose that over all of the whole Star Wars series. As the Mandalorian also ties into the original Star Wars series too, so mm -hmm. that's why a lot of uh, old school fans like that. Mm -hmm. Actually, but, goes a direction we wanted to see Star Wars go. Plus, mm -hmm. the actor that plays the Mandalorian, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, and I didn't know he was playing the Mandalorian until <laughs> I was about half an episode in and went, "Wait a minute, I know that that voice, Pedro Pascal." Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from um, what's that show he's on? <clears throat> Uh, there was one where he was, uh, um, some Mexican drug narco. Drug. Yeah. Narco. It's outstanding. I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really do know. I got off the of television, got off watching it. I mean, unless the kids or the wife is watching something, I don't watch TV that much anymore. Just well, so you got, know, this is Netflix. Have you guys ever uh, ventured? This is actually a really good question. Have you ever ventured into Facebook videos and content creation on there? Other than what we're doing tonight here. No. Mm -hmm. So I read an article the other day that, you know, once you get to your subscription plateau of where you can start making money off Facebook, it's actually more profitable than YouTube. And that's just because it's just because, you know, it's tied. It's also tied into IG and IG has more followers than any of the platforms. But, Probably maybe not TikTok, but that's the you know the new fad. Okay, I do know that they have almost like YouTube, where it has like six seconds, fifteen seconds, thirty seconds, sixty second type of ads. They also have 
view seconds in Facebook time. So if you had, you know, one minute video, who watched the first 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 45, like they really have broken down the algorithm for video watching on YouTube. Cause whenever we post a video and I look at it, it's like, you know, it tells you like way too many, I think is way too much. You know, I don't, you know, everyone's going to see the first like three seconds because if you are scrolling, that's usually the length of time on desktop. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of, they roll past that, but it's like, if you have, you know, between 15 and 30, well then, Oh, we're going to put it more into the feed basically. But I'll look into that for the, the profitability of it. I know they have memberships and they have all kinds of different tiers and stuff now too. Yeah. They just came out with that not too long ago. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, we do appreciate your time tonight, JP. We do. We're, we're running into an hour. So unless anyone has any questions, we're just going to thank our great guest. Would you like to come back sometime? Absolutely. Always fun. Sorry, it was an unofficial invite, Chris. I invited him back. That's okay. We'll we'll have we'll have a meeting later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, come back or include me. Like, we had a meeting and Chris said no, so no. Yeah. No, that'd be funny. We had a meeting and we decided that we're not going to have you back, which basically means Chris said no. You know what? We're going to have it, but we'll call you when when the time is right. <laughs> no, That's but this uh, the uh, watching the YouTube videos together, I think that'd be a blast. Hey, I don't mind doing that. If if you if anyone watching, you know, live or after the fact, if you would like to see something like that, it's not a reaction video necessarily, but it's more of just a we're just gonna you know kind of take maybe some segments out of videos. We haven't really decided how we're going to go about this. We don't want it to be a reaction video, but I'm thinking of just if I watched a video, I want to find like 15 second clip where they're doing something, and then I want to ask you what what did I miss here. Like, is there something in this particular clip that I'm not seeing what they're describing or they're describing what they're not showing? That kind of thing. That's how yeah. I was originally thinking it when Chris brought it up. What do you think? Or, or I even offered up a clip. I mean, I even offered up my own clip that we can start, you know, say, let's watch one of my old ones and let's just critique the heck out of it. Let's, let's have a good roast. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that. I think it'd be hilarious because I roast my own videos anyway. There's a point of, of editing where you're just like, you know what? I'm done. Let's just, <laughs> let's just hit go. And if it, if nobody likes it, then screw them. I'm good to go. You know, I, I'm fine with it. But um, I think that would be, be fun to, to do. I mean, I do it on my own already anyway. So it's, yeah. might, might as well make a, you know, podcast out of it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> editing your video. You're just like, the hell am I rambling on about? I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, put that link back up there for his channel. That must have been when Kyle was sleeping. I need yeah. to start doing, um, I would like to start doing bloopers at the end of my videos because I think I'd have people dying laughing. Yeah, I pepper those in at the end myself. I'll do two or three videos in a row with bloopers and then I'll skip a video or two and then throw a couple more in it after down the line. Yeah. The problem is, is my bloopers and and involve a, a lot of uh, bad language, so I had to get the bleeps out. Just just hit the mute button through the whole thing. Yeah, when I snapped my uh, Amana uh, counter seat bit yesterday, yeah, I was mad. <laughs> Understood. Oh, okay. No, okay. Uh, you saying that after the fact? Sorry. I yeah, said the same um, thing. I had the same problem with my snappy. I was like, wait, wait a minute. I have an Amana. Why am I mad about snapping a snappy? No, I snapped two snappies to, uh, yesterday. And when you watch the video, you're going to know why. 
And it's just one of those like, oh my God, why are you even in the shop with sharp things? <laughs> you know, that's a question that is not, that's for everybody. I think that's anybody and everyone who gets in the shop. There's some days where you just have to realize today is not that day and turn yep. around and walk out. Mm-hmm. I choose those days to pick up a broom. That's a good day to clean <laughs> and organize by far, yes. I've yeah. had a few of those the past month. I took a va- I took a whole week of vacation to actually clean my shop. That's how bad it got. I would, best va- best well, I would do that best if I could organize. Sorry. Yeah. Best vacation ever. Well, see, Mike works from home, so from about 10 to 2, that's what he does. He goes outside and works, and then he, so he works in the morning doing his job, and then he works in the afternoon doing his job. But from 10 to 2, he's out doing his own thing because he works from home. Well, sure wouldn't that be, but wouldn't that be considered uh, uh, research and development? It will be soon, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, because we had to come up, we, we didn't come up with it. We were told that we need to make more content like we used to last year during everything going on. And uh, so we said, okay, so we're going to need to be able to take time to get in the shop and make that content. And he said, whatever you got to do, just make it happen. So, yeah. I'm sure he was already thinking that I, that's what I do. Ten to two, I'm like, he's like, he's out finishing something. <laughs> uh, our boss is a, is a trip. I'm going to start time stamping Mike's stories and his, uh, his post to see, you know, kind of when things go out. Yeah. But now that, now that there's that uh, Facebook business thing, you can schedule stuff. And I love that. Yeah. I've scheduled quite a few things that go out at a certain time just to test the waters to see what gets the better result but that's a good hey. idea. just stop doing it live and just put it ahead of time yeah i actually shared um our new company that's actually out of north carolina i actually shared with my new boss that you know, i'm a youtuber he's like oh i'm a woodworker too so let me see your channel and i sent it to him and i told him as a disclaimer that if you see a video that's released at a one o'clock on a tuesday that video was scheduled released <laughs> he's like okay yeah i get it <laughs> So speaking of uh, Fox Hall Woodworks, he has over 2,500 subscribers with almost 200,000 views. Nice. There's a lot of content on this channel. Like, there's a good, there's a good amount of playlist here. So if you're looking cool. for something to check out, I like the tool review video, especially, um, let's see, episode four. That's a good one. I don't remember what episode four was. That is the combination blade I sent you. Yeah, that's a he sweet was, video. He was so excited. And I, I that really got me kind of like excited for helping do YouTube videos was that video right there. That video didn't do very well, but that was one of my favorite videos I've actually recorded. I think it's that thumbnail because um, you look kind of scary. That's true. I think we need to do a, uh, actually, no, what? we don't even need to do Maybe. the A-B test. Let's just go with B. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because whenever you have your finger sticking through the arbor hole and then you're kind of staring right at the uh, the teeth itself. Yeah, that's a yeah, bad thumbnail. At all. Everyone's going to be that's like, a... yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, I might have to go back and change that one. Because I'm going to do um, one on the glue, the glue line rip blade too in my next video. Because I got some hardwoods. Oh, that'll really show that off. If, if yeah. you ever get a chance on the uh, Cling Spore Abrasives USA, Chris and I did a video a long time ago when he worked there on all of the blades. And there is a compound miter cut on that 10 quarter maple 
and I don't know, I don't think you can see it in the video. I think we cut it out, but him and I both looked at each other like that thing didn't make a noise. You couldn't hear it cut. It was so quiet and it ate right through it. Like it wasn't even there. And we had a brand new Bosch blade we were comparing it to. So both of us were like, yes, this is awesome. That was the uh, HD 100 blade, right? Uh, yeah, this, yeah, that was a 12 inch 100 teeth. Yeah. Um, which is my favorite blade of all time. It is a really good minor blade. Like it's amazingly good. I don't know how many times I've suggested that blade on Facebook for people who are talking about Force Woodworker 2s. I'm like, or uh, the, the uh, excuse me, the Force Chopmaster. Yep. Like, Chopmaster uh, versus that one by far. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, save yourself about a hundred bucks and get this blade. And it's actually outperforms that blade. You're like, I never heard of that. I didn't know clean sport head blades. Well, now you know. And no one's <laughs> at the battle. And that's why he doesn't get notes from me that say, hey, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him a little bit of trouble for that, too. Right. Yeah. I'll, me and him are uh, not on good terms at the moment, but I will. I will give him a hard time about it. <clears throat> I'll give him a hard time anyways. Bring you back to speaking terms. There you go. Has something to talk about. There you go. Well, so one- when you get in a CNC, JP, answer that real quick. I do not know. And that is the one thing that I do want in my shop because I don't know if y'all have ever seen me and Ryan's video of the CNC flip cart. Yeah. Yeah. I want to build one of those from my shop. And um, okay. I've had a lot of people who've ordered those plan sets and they want to do, hey, will this fit the one infinity CNC? Will this fit the shark infinity? Well, you know, a bunch of different things. And I want to get back into that. But yes, I really do want to see and see. That's my next big pull purchase. <clears throat> Worth the money. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, Chris, I'm going to get with you. I need to, uh, I need to pick your brain about them, what brands and whatnot. Hey, yeah, we, we can, can do that. I was going to say, yeah. we can do an entire podcast on that. I'll just yeah. sit off to the side and just listen and learn because that's one <laughs> area I don't touch. I, I let Chris just 100% have that one. I was like, it's all yours. See, that would be the episode we would bring Mr. Kyle Ely on. But uh, yeah, so so what's funny is our, our our boss and our purchasing manager both have been just like, oh, CNC costs so much. It's like, ah, oh, I don't want to do much more. Oh, we'll just do this, but we don't want to do that. I was approached today about some accessories for the uh, CNCs, not through with a brand, but that would be across multiple brands. And we're now going to be bringing in and stocking the um, the Amana nut, the R20 nut. And the eighth quarter, three eighths and half inch collet. So we will now have the nuts and collets for the ER twenty series CNCs. Which it's not much, but trust me, that's milestones compared to where we were a year ago. (laughs) Where we were a year ago is we had some item numbers set up, but no Mm -hmm. no stock. It was just like a hope and a dream. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's the day stuff. So, but at night we are here at Whatnot Podcast, enjoying our time with JP from Foxhall Woodworks. That's right, and hopefully we can get an episode going. We'll have JP ask the questions. Chris will help with the machinery, and Kyle can jump in with the software. Have you seen Kyle Eli's? Uh, there it is, right there. LearnYourCNC.com. There, JP. No, not, and I will definitely check that out. Got to check sure. it out for yeah, sure. We'll, um, you know, you get a lot of those. Um, websites and, and YouTubes that are like, you know, tutorials mm-hmm. by far with Vetric. That one, I was learning something and I had zero clue about how to use any of it. And I was understanding it. So when Chris is showing me stuff and how cool it is, I'm never like, hey, that's really awesome. I'm like, I don't quite get what we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, See, I have, I have very high-end SketchUp skills. 
And I would like to incorporate some of those designs in CNC because I do have an SVG um, exporter. So mm-hmm. I get the faces off of it. So, yeah, I definitely want to get into that kind of stuff because it's, I'm all about design. Well, when you get ready, we can certainly get you all the contacts you need, all the all the information you need. Just, you know, give me a call. And we'll, we'll work something out. Or, like Mike said, we'll make a podcast out of it. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Yeah, no doubt. Because I think what information would be shared and the questions you have, a lot of other people's may have as well. So we'll just we'll just do some fun with it. Yep. So you just let us know uh, one week that works good with your work schedule, and then we'll check with uh, Mister Kalila and see if that works. There he is now. Thanks, guys. Fetri can import SketchUp files with ease. That is, yes, again. Yep. So we'll figure that one out and see what we can do because I think that I, that would be fun. I don't mind if I just sit on the sidelines and just press buttons. Well, and you you would have questions as a woodworker. You might have questions that, you know, are random and would pertain to that too. So there we go. Well, yeah, I had to have questions because we had them on for the extravaganza and I think I was asking him more questions than you were. But I was I was curious as to how all this works. I have no clue. So now yeah. I do. Good questions. So so don't forget Fox All Woodworks, JP Brown, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, everywhere. Credit cards are sold. The man with a snow cone microphone. Yes. <laughs> Till it's, next a, it's, week. it's a fuzzy rabbit, man. Come on. Is that a redneck term? No, that's actually, it's called a, um, a screaming weasel or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got the name right for what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, well, we appreciate everybody watching. Uh, Kyle, I know it's past your bedtime, so we, uh, we know you got to go. You're a busy guy. But uh, we thank everybody for watching, and uh, hopefully this was interesting enough to you know, keep you coming back for more. Absolutely. So Wednesday is 9 p.m. I'm Mike Z. I'm Chris. And that guy's JP, bro. I'm JP. That's JP. Yeah, that guy right there. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for watching. I hope everyone has a great night. Not a weatherman. Not a weatherman. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm like pointing it. You know, over here. Oh, no. Sorry. 